0: Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass. Well, Couch GM, Connor Webb, he's uh, very important to this team, usually behind the camera. We got no one running the cameras today.
1: Yeah, it's nice being on this side.
0: What's that?
1: I said it's nice to be on this side of the camera. Yeah,
0: because you got some valuable information to share, um, specifically to to our realtors and, and I guess our tribe. Um, for those of you don't, who don't know, Connor, he's, uh, what are you on, like 18 months now? Is it two years yet?
1: It'll be two years, December 12th.
0: Okay. Yeah. So he's coming up on two years, uh, putting in immense amount of grind on his YouTube channel. And it's, uh, it's I feel like it's done some pretty cool stuff it's already.
1: Starting to pay some dividends. Yeah. It's. I think it's only going to escalate and uh, really should, t- should take we, off. Real here.
0: quick, should we pause it and bring a couch in so you can... That might be, be on, nice. I'd be couch. down with
2: that. <laughs> That's actually not a bad <laughs> yeah. idea. I don't know if you'd be the, sitting low or not. Why isn't the couch GM on a couch? Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: it's up to you. we'll we'll put couch in on the AI. Did I tell uh, you
1: that I asked the Mariners if I could bring in an inflatable couch myself and just inflate that on the sidelines and interview players on it? And <laughs> the upper people have shot it down at the moment, but I'm gonna keep asking <laughs> because It'd just be an awesome aesthetic. That will, oh yeah, and that would, that would get yeah. views for sure. For so, sure. Yeah.
0: All right. So yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to just jump in, and I think it'd be good just for the people who don't know your the backstory, how how it started, how many videos you're in now, all the all the work that it's actually taken to get to where you're at, and and now kind of maybe some of those dividends you're talking about, they're starting to see. Where
2: did that Where did the idea come from?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it comes back to. I've been a huge sports fan, baseball fan since I was young. Played sports growing up. Um, you know, I was always a Mariners fan, Seahawks fan, and um, once I graduated from college, I had more time on my hands, and I got involved in a fantasy baseball league that was, or that is very competitive, and so it made me m- motivated to want to start following kind of, like you know, other teams than just the Mariners. That, yeah. um, so watching a lot of baseball, and. You know, around like 2019, 2020, that's when the Mariners started to tear down their team and sell off Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, some of their other big name guys for prospects. And so I started to follow really closely when that happened and started to you know figure out that the Mariners, they ended up having a top farm system in all of baseball, meaning that the people in the minor leagues that are going to be coming up to the major leagues are going to be, they're one of the best systems. So they're going to be good. Over these next over this next five to ten year period, and so I just was trying to find as much information as I could about the players that we were acquiring. Um, you know, there was really only one YouTube channel out there um, talking about the Mariners, and I got to a point to where you know I was just like disagreeing with their opinions. And <laughs> when, like one, like one time, I submitted Smith submitted a question or a trade proposal of like, should we trade this person for these prospects? It's like one of the people didn't even know one of the prospects that I was talking, that I mentioned and they like destroyed my trade. I was like, you didn't even know what you're talking about. Like, so I decided to, that motivated me to want to start my channel. Um, I came up with the name just because of the fantasy baseball thing. It's like, if you're involved in fantasy sports, you're your own GM on the couch, that's, you know, picking up players, deciding, Mm -hmm. um, the future. And I had been. You know, I, I had takes you could say in the prior years, to where I thought like a player would end up doing well that wasn't being talked about yet, and they ended up panning out and doing well. So I was like, okay, like I should have put that on video because then yeah. that would be proof that Talk hey, I, I know what I'm what talking, talking about. about right? Yeah. So um, the Mariners made a trade with the Padres to acquire second baseman Adam Frazier, and that was the, the start of you know their build up these past few years to starting to contend in the playoffs. And so my first video was basically talking about how Jerry DePoto, the current GM, has kind of owned the Padres in trades in the past. Made that video, it got, you know, a couple thousand views in the first month. And-
0: That's your first video?
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, it comes down to the thumbnail was super important, you know, pe- getting people to click on it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Also the basically the thumbnail and the title are the most important things on YouTube. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: when and,
1: fr- especially when you're starting out. Okay,
0: And I don't want to glance past cause you said something there that I think is extremely important and not talked about that much. Cause we know a lot of real estate agents or just people in general who want to start a YouTube channel just to start a YouTube channel. They don't necessarily start with identifying a need in the marketplace where something's lacking. And that right. sounds like kind of where you started, there's not enough content being created. So there was a, Gap available to fill. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think like some of the best real real estate agents that we know who are using YouTube also kind of the same thing. You know, I I know a couple people who I mean, they're they're geniuses, you know, they relocated here and realized there's not enough content about this area and just amenities. And so they identified that need and filled it and they're the first to to, to do that. So Mm -hmm. they, they kind of got that disproportionate. And they were passionate
2: about that niche because they had gone through it themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Here's what we experienced coming up here and learning this. Yeah.
0: I just feel like that's crucial because I I know a lot of real estate agents who they decide they're going to start a YouTube channel, but they don't really have a a reason to, or they don't know what they're going to do. They're just starting it to start it. And then I feel like that's just a recipe to not be consistent because
1: And that's why one of the first things I tell people is just focus on making content that you yourself would want to watch. Because if you're making videos just to get get views, you're going to be sorely disappointed because, you know, like I put in tens of, uh, you know, call it 10 hours on a video that has gotten like pretty much no views. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's a quality video. Like, why aren't people watching it? It could just be a factor of multiple things to where for whatever reason, the algorithm's not picking it up. It could Yet. be the description, the title, yeah, exactly. And yeah, the longevity of YouTube is a big yeah. reason to get into mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
2: So you you had a video that like didn't do really well at first, and then all of a sudden that player got traded to the Mariners, I think, or was it to the Mariners? Did he get traded to the Mariners?
1: I'm trying to think of which video.
2: I remember there, there was something like his name like popped up on the radar because something happened.
1: There was one recently that, that comes to mind um, I made a video about Nick Castellanos on the Phillies, his son Liam. I just thought it was a really cool story because you know Liam's had all these games, and there's a ton of footage mm-hmm. on his son and yeah. their bond yeah. together. So I made a video specific to that. You know, it didn't get much views, many views uh, in the short term because my subscriber base is largely Mariners, and right. so if if I make something out of topic, then what my subscriber base is used to. Then it'll take longer for it to pick up, but eventually, like you know, the Phillies made it to the playoffs, and people started to see his son in the crowd, and was like, "Hey, who's this?" So then, like,
2: they Google, sh- yeah, and it, sh- mm-hmm. it
1: also YouTube search and, but yeah, like f- something like thirty to fifty percent to of the views came from Google search alone. Wow, yeah. and so just like typing in Nick Castellanos' his son, mm-hmm. that would pull up a search which showed my video. Right. So.
2: And that's, I think that's the beauty of YouTube is when you, when you take that same video, if you put that on Facebook, it would have a shelf life of a couple of days, right? and probably wouldn't be searchable, but now you put it on YouTube, it's a search engine. Yep. A lot of people think it's a right. social media network. It's not a social media. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a search engine. I mean, it's so kind we, of similar
0: to planting blogs, right? And yeah. people finding your stuff based off of that. So I mean, you're creating a trap or I guess, is that, I mean, I'm, I'm the guy funnel, here who or funnel, funnel. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: And it's 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 the title that's why the title is so important then right
1: yeah because mm-hmm. when someone and also when you're Q- building question. out a youtube video you really need to take the time to build out the complete uh details because there's the description itself but then there's the the keywords and the tags which are really important and that's where some something like TubeBuddy and vidiq come into yeah. play because the more that you add additional keywords that are specific to the topic or and then also branching off of that topic into like a bigger sphere, it'll continue to grow that SEO score. Okay. Mm. And so if someone types in any of those things in the keywords, then it gives your video a higher likelihood of... Casting a larger net. Being of seen. Potential eyeballs. Yeah.
2: yeah. So challenges when you first started this, you didn't have a lot of camera equipment, right? No. What You were filming on your phone?
1: Yeah. I would set up my phone like on a tripod behind the monitor that I had. <laughs> and it was super frustrating because many times... I would do an, an, do an entire take on a video and then I look at it and it's out, out of focus because you know I have the screen not facing me because the better cameras on the back. And so that got frustrating, but I mean, yeah, you just got to start somewhere and it's yep. like until I have a reason to invest in anything, I'm not going to. And I had a condenser mic at the time because my buddy and I started a fitness brand right out of college. And so I bought the fitness or the uh, condenser mic because I was like, hey, I'm going to make videos at some point. Mm-hmm. Ended up not really using it too much, but pulled it out of the drawer for that first video and just rolled with it.
2: And I would say audios, you, you have to have good audio. That's the first thing you
1: should invest in.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at the mics that we all have here. And like, you, you can't see it on the on the camera, but, you know, like we bought this new thing that mixes all of the mm-hmm. things together, all the voice tracks together so that. You have good audio because if the audio sucks, they're just they're just gonna leave. Yeah, right.
1: You could have bad video and good audio, and someone will stay on just because they can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Versus if you have perfect video, audio is awful, they're gonna click away because yep. it's like this is
2: awful. I I do that myself. Yeah, I find that myself. Yeah. So so you didn't have a whole lot of equipment starting up. Use your camera on your phone. What hundred dollar condenser mic?
1: Yeah, it was like eighty bucks.
2: Yeah, and it connects right to your computer, yep. right? And then, because I think the mis- there's a common misconception like, oh, I need a U- I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I need three cameras and no. a gimbal and uh, wireless mics and all this other stuff. And so you just kind of started small and then added on little by little by little, right?
1: And in reality, you technically don't even need a camera. If you don't want to be in the videos, you can make faceless mm-hmm. videos. And some of my videos are faceless to where it's just highlights the entire time. I'm just clipping things together. Images, you know, text over the top.
2: Right, B-roll. Um,
1: but yeah, if, if, yeah. so you don't need much at all.
2: Okay, so if an agent is thinking, I need a YouTube channel, I wanna start a YouTube channel, but I don't wanna be on camera, I think that's a great option. Mm-hmm. Like You mm-hmm. can have a faceless channel, and still have your voice in there. Yep, right, exactly. Hmm. Hmm.
0: And then I think also at least like I haven't been involved on your channel, but like with what we've been doing video wise with, with KFA and this podcast, I feel like it's pretty easy. Once you start walking the path, you identify like, man, if we bought this piece of equipment, it would save us five hours a week. And then you actually, once you identify the need, then you buy it, you know, yeah. and then, then you can make that investment. Cause I feel like kind of like, what you know, it was only 80 bucks, but you launched the brand and you thought I got to buy some equipment and never got used. Right. So I feel like a lot of people make that mistake. They come and buy all the, the equipment and whatever, and that's just, a, could be a mm-hmm. recipe to, you know go three or four grand backwards for no reason
1: and also right. analysis paralysis it's like i yeah. don't know what i like you don't need as much as you need to start and it could be very basic um yeah and you don't need the fancy editing software if you don't want to edit it yourself you could do the fiber thing pay someone to edit your videos and
0: honestly like so, like some of those og subscribers to your channel you know those first hundred first two hundred people and you know they can always look back nostalgically. Like I remember, I was here when he I was people, <laughs> filming with his I get people, iPhone.
1: I get people pretty frequently that are like, "Love your videos." I was with. I've been here since like the first video. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: funny. Yeah. So first camera that you got past the phone, you, you decided to retire the phone. You're like, okay, I'm going to get a real camera. Uh, super expensive. So it's it's the camera that we
1: have right there, the uh, Canon M50 Mark II. And yeah, I was approached by Dane and Chad, like nine months into making my videos and they kind of saw what I was doing and was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, we kind of want to start marketing more. So would you want to help make some videos for us? I was like, yeah, sure. So that was the first thing that we invested in. Okay. And then I've just been using that for the talking head videos. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. So So that's 500 bucks for that.
2: That's your regular camera that you use at home on a tripod. All my videos are with that. Yep. Cool. It's super compact too. What?
1: that's yeah that's it's basically a starter camera and yeah. it's like the vlog style camera that you might see influencers using mm-hmm. to
2: where it's very mobile you can walk yeah, around it on with a, it put it on a stick like a selfie stick yeah, yeah. And it has the flip around screen so you can actually see yeah so, pretty cool so a couple hundred bucks so if you did want to upgrade go start on your phone see if if YouTube is for you yep then step up to that right and now you've stepped up to the big boss over there too that's
1: yeah that definitely helps yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're even just if you're filming in 1080p with both cameras, you could just still see the difference. Yeah. Even though that can go up to 4K, but it's just the the crispness of it. Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. So, walk us through kind of. So you you had the idea for the YouTube channel, you set it up. What have you learned in the last two years? Now, what do you know now that you wish like, oh man, when I started out, I wish I would have known this right here. Well, one thing
1: that just comes to mind is, so in Final Cut Pro, they have a feature to where, you know, you could pull up like a recorder within there. I had no clue about that for like a year. So recording directly into? Into Final Cut Pro. Mm. So I was recording like standalone audio clips separate from Final Cut Pro, Mm. and then having to like drag it in, like do all this extra stuff. And then I saw someone comment on a YouTube video about the plugin inside of Final Cut. And I, was, I slapped myself on the forehead. I was like, I can't believe I didn't know that.
0: Um, <laughs> how much time do you think over the course of that first year you would have saved if you knew that one thing? I mean, hours, I'm sure. Yeah. Just from the
1: added little thing. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there's so much that I've learned. It's like it's, it's been my obsession the past two years, basically. And if I'm not making a video, sometimes I'll just be like playing a baseball video game with a YouTube video on, just learning about something. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of operate.
2: And editing, like, I think we could do a whole podcast just on video editing. So, you had no experience editing video. Zero. This. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. What did you start editing on?
1: So I bought my MacBook Pro back in like 2020. Okay. And so I started my channel in, in December, 2021. Um, I bought it with Final Cut Pro just oh. because I knew at some point, it's like I've known for a while that I've wanted to create videos. It's just a matter of you know, am I doing the fitness videos or Mm. I didn't find the true motivation. And then it was like, okay, here's my opportunity. Like this is, this I need to make a video right now. And then it's just a matter of making a video, putting it out there, learn one new thing every time, you know, learn about transitions, different effects. And then it's more so, you know, it's like you're creating mini movies you could say or short films Mm -hmm. to where now when I'm making a video, It's like I'm thinking through that first 30 seconds because of the 30 second retention being really important. Um, And then just kind of visualizing in my head what that first 30 seconds is gonna look like. I know what the meat of the video is gonna be, but then figuring out the flow of it and what I want into it, yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: The hook, the story, the climax, and then the finish, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, So Final Cut Pro, Learning curve Final Cut Pro, pretty.
1: It's really user friendly. Okay. Once you just get the basics down, um, I mean, you have to, you know, click through everything to figure out what stuff is. Yeah. And the only way that you can learn how to do something is to just do it. And so <laughs>
2: watch YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so just make a video. Just work on a video. And like I said on yesterday, uh, with who we met with yesterday, like perfect is the enemy of done. Mm-hmm. so just get it to a point to where you're comfortable putting it out there it's not gonna ever be perfect but just get it to a point where you're like all right i'm I'm pro- I'm good with this and then just get it out there post it yeah move on to the next one ready fire aim yeah
0: i always say like and maybe it's just because i was not an a student but i always say like i'd rather take a fast b plus than a, a lengthy a any day yeah <laughs> and just go all Right. But.
2: I'll take a fast C+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> right? it <mean, laughs>
0: doesn't
1: have to be, per- be perfect.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was always told that you don't hire the smartest person to do something. You hire the laziest person mm. to <laughs> do something because they're going to find the shortest route from A yeah. to be. Yeah. So exactly. 100%. Yeah.
0: It's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: so YouTube elements on YouTube. So you, you touched briefly on, like, the thumbnail and the description <laughs> and the, the all these different elements when it comes to YouTube. Exactly. Like, what's the... the What's the recipe for a successful YouTube video? Like, is there like, how do you how do you trigger that algorithm to get your video shown?
1: I'll also add to like make the video long enough to get enough information out there that you're wanting to get, without boring people, so that it's still entertaining, it's still informing people. But once you get to the point where you're just you know, grasping for stuff to like, hey, should I? Can I make this longer? It's like just end it. Mm -hmm. you know tie it off with a bow and then call
2: it good so a good five minute video or a good three minute video is better than a bad five minute video yeah
1: for sure okay or a 10 15 minute video that's not going anywhere it's just people are going to click off of it and it's going to hurt but um yeah some of the youtube algorithm stuff so the thumbnail and the title are the the most important because when someone's scrolling on youtube they're going to see the Mm -hmm. thumbnail they're going to see Mm -hmm. the title and the thing about it is The higher, what I've noticed is that when your thumbnails and titles have a high click-through rate, Mm. YouTube will kind of push a ton of views onto it until that click-through rate is driven down to a certain point. So like if I start off with a click-through rate rate of 20%, then that video might get a ton of views pretty quickly because YouTube is thinking, people are clicking Mm. on this, we want people to click on videos. Yeah, so it must be good, let's put Mm -hmm. this in front of more people. And then at a certain point, you know, it's driven down to 7% or something like that over time. But so I've noticed that if you have a great thumbnail, simple, good title, and then you deliver on that thumbnail and the title in the first five to 10 seconds, then that's the, the best start to it because you're delivering on what you're telling the person that the video is about. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes sense, the thumbnail, because that's really the first thing we, when you see, like, when you're watching a video and the suggested videos come up at the end, Right. it's always the ones with that really good, compelling thumbnail yeah. that you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, mm-hmm. Moving to Moving to Vancouver, moving to Washington, you know, best cheeseburger, best tacos in Vancouver. I'm watching that.
0: Yeah. Right. In realtor terms, we would refer to this as, like, is the first photo on your listing a Twilight photo or an iPhone photo? Yeah. Or, a, you know, like I, I see thumbnails all the time of it's just the person and it's like, what the heck is that? They didn't even put a thumbnail up there. It was just a piece from the video. Right. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that seems like an obvious way to, because it's all about, and we know that realtors, it's all about catching that person's attention mm-hmm. that's scrolling through Zillow in the first few seconds. So right. they actually look at it. Yep. yep. Same thing.
1: A couple other things I'll say about that is that now when you're scrolling on YouTube, if you're, if the video is somewhere around the middle of your screen, yeah. it'll start playing. So those first few frames, are, people are going to see also, so that adds into it also. And then, I've completely taken out introductions in my videos. Like, do not introduce yourself in the first five seconds or ten seconds. Really? Hmm. Otherwise, people are gone. Yeah, deliver they don't care. deliver on the message right away. That's that's what I've done, and my videos have performed better.
2: <laughs> that might be the best message for real estate agents, actually, because. It's typically what I'll see is they'll get on in the first 30 seconds is them, you know, yeah, it's like,
1: Hey, here I am. Deliver on am. the thumbnail and title right out the, right out of the, out of the gate. Otherwise you already mm-hmm. lost the people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or like on property tour videos, <clears throat> you know, when, when, if you're taking up half the frame, your face, right. I mean, some people are, are pretty enough, I guess that that might help, but <laughs> I think well, I most of, of, of us <laughs> show the, show the listing. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh,
2: so, kind of bridging off of that, like the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm is totally different. Here's what I've noticed on YouTube. Uh, Let's say uh, I'm scrolling through some videos, I search for something uh, and I find one of your videos and I watch it, but I don't subscribe, okay? And a couple of days later you put out another video. All of a sudden your next video is in front of me because I watched that first one. Even if I didn't subscribe, I still see Mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I've heard before that you know subscriber count is kind of a van- vanity metric, mm-hmm. to where it doesn't matter as much as you think, and it's more of like a ego thing, because you know people are watching your videos, but like you mentioned, depending on how long you watched, if you like the video, right. mm-hmm. all these different factors, then it's going to keep recommending other videos. Right. And based on all of the other videos that you watch, like if you watch football videos and you don't watch mirror videos. Mm-hmm. Then it might figure out, okay, and then just put the football videos in front of you instead of
2: all the baseball content.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It That's smart.
2: By the way, your content right now is super hot, it's super trendy. There's a lot of other people in that same space kind of doing this whole blog, uh, mm-hmm. vlog kind of around sports channels and. I even see where they have the game on. Like, you can watch the game and watch a YouTube blog at the same time mm. with, like, and turn the, the sportscasters down on the TV. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's you interesting. Know? Like the Manning cast. Yeah, you know? that's, I like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So and that, that's
1: really where things are heading. Um, you know, there's, like, the mainstream uh, media and reporting and the TV, um, you know, cable television – Things are moving towards the streaming services, like Amazon yeah. Prime has the Thursday night football games. Um, it's going to, you know, like the, the Manning cast, that's popular. So things are going to keep heading that direction. Yeah,
2: yeah it's different. It's original. Uh, and I think you can you can get some personalities that you kind of jive with a little bit more. Like if you're watching the game, like if you're a Seahawk fan and you're watching the game Live with three other people who are also Seahawk fans. I think it makes it a little more entertaining than listening to Chris Collinsworth. Not taking anything away from Chris Collinsworth, but. Sure.
1: Yeah. And there's various YouTube channels with thousands of live viewers during games. So they'll just be Watch- watching the game. It's not even on their screen because copyright and all that, but they're just the personality <laughs>
2: that's on, you know, while
1: the game is also on this Interesting. person's CV.
0: Huh.
2: So let's talk subscribers because. I think that's, you said it's a vanity metric. It, I think it's a, lot of, it's a metric that a lot of people focus on because I think people will start a YouTube channel and they'll be like, I only have 10 subscribers. Mm-hmm. How do I get my subscriber count up? What's, count, what, what's better, views or subscribers?
1: Definitely okay. views.
2: Okay, so and subscribers should be like an afterthought.
1: For sure, and so this was like six months or a year ago. I was trying to figure out what, you know, what realtors I should pursue so I decided to just go on YouTube and search on YouTube in different areas. And because I had my passion with YouTube, okay, if I can find some realtors that are on YouTube, then I can connect with them on that and mm. you know, build off of that. Um, I had a few conversations with people and I was asking them about their strategy with how they started and what worked for them. And basically, a lot of them think that it makes more sense to just post their video and not do anything with it than to post the video, tell all their friends and family, post it across all their social medias, do all that stuff. And I could see it both ways because they want the algorithm to only be search-based to where if someone's moving right now, they're the only people watching their video. Mm. But if you have 10 views on a video, do you think it makes sense for – these other people or if you're posting into like a relevant Facebook page or reddit subreddit mm-hmm. on like a location that you made a video about to where you get all those other viewers onto right. it so yeah in my, in my opinion it's like get the most views you can on a video because that's the more opportunities that you have that's the, that just makes sense yeah
2: so what are some ways to get more views on a video
1: having a quality video <laughs> <laughs> um, a good thumbnail the title.
2: Okay. Title thumbnail.
1: But yeah, beyond that, it's like at the very beginning, I told all my family and friends and sent them my first, you know, couple videos when, but then at a certain point I just, you know, stopped doing that. I did post it to Reddit subreddits like the Mariner subreddit, mm-hmm. but there's rules against self-promotion. And so if they <laughs> view your, that you're self-promoting, then they'll take down your post. Right. But i did i did that i posted in various facebook pages about the mariners because sure i'm self-promoting but i'm also providing information that mariners fans would enjoy watching and learning about so right i
2: have traffic to your youtube right
1: yep so uh, everything's based off of the youtube channel the long-form content and then now i chop everything up into shorts post that across youtube shorts tiktok instagram Facebook, now I'm doing Pinterest and threads, since you mentioned Pinterest.
2: Pinterest is killing it for SEO, yeah.
1: And now when I post a video, I also have a different app to where I just go into there, it's linked to my YouTube channel, and it has different promotional like social media posts that it can auto-generate, mm. and then it'll pull in my most recent thumbnail, or I can pick whatever thumbnail I want. Oh, that's mm. cool. So like those posts that you might see me post on social media saying, new video, have you seen it? That type of thing. Yeah. That's just pulling directly from that app. And okay. then, so when I post a video, I post that to all of my social medias right away. I include the link of the video so that on Twitter and when it posts to Facebook, they can actually click on the link. And then I put like six hashtags, like the Mariners, you know, hashtag Seattle, hashtag CS rise. So and, I do all those right away to try to drive people. And then I also put on my story with the link to the video. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and your story on Instagram and Facebook. They have stories on YouTube. I just now, do too, it. I they? just do
1: Instagram. I don't, yeah, I haven't ever used stories. I do use the community tab. And the community tab on Facebook is, uh, YouTube is important because that, that also, also drives engagement. Like when you're scrolling on your phone, then you will come across a community post. And image polls get the most engagement by far.
2: Huh.
1: I get like over a thousand votes on all of my polls, on really? my, all of my image polls. Yeah.
0: And what are you polling like? what video do you want to see next?
1: Yeah, so. so I'll do, you know, who should I do for my for my next player profile and then do like three different people. Um, like last week I did, who's going to win the Apple Cup? Then I did, who's going to win the Pac-12 championship this week and a ton of engagement because everyone wants to share their opinion on who's yeah. going to win and a ton of votes. So Cool. Yeah. Of course.
2: And those polls are on YouTube.
1: Yep. Huh. And also you don't have to be subscribed to a channel to see
0: their community posts oh, really yeah mm. huh but okay. if they engage on the poll then yeah if they engage on the poll then see your video yeah, like, like they're the, in your algorithm like right. the same thing
1: where you watch a video but don't subscribe the same type of thing i'd imagine yeah mm. yeah
2: i've noticed that on tiktok too if you if you watch a lot of videos of one certain account or maybe you binge watch them but you don't follow them or subscribe yeah then yeah. on your next session oh, scrolling yeah. through you're gonna see yeah. one of their videos
0: their yeah. algorithm's pretty ridiculous yeah
2: yeah the TikTok. actually the youtube algorithm is pretty ridiculous now yeah. too i'm pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. with the youtube algorithm and how it works uh and they're
1: all different that's why you just have to post everywhere mm. because you don't know which platform is going to pick up a certain post right. all
2: right so so the, the big long videos like you have a five minute video and you turn it into like one short two shorts three shorts
1: it depends but you know like a 10 minute player profile i might have five shorts from that. Just good four hooks. maybe.
2: Is that what you're looking for? The hooks? So the
1: shorts are just pure meat. Okay. So it's, yeah, just what is straight information that that's entertaining, that's keeping people. And I might make a long form video or do a, a podcast, but then when you're editing for the short, you have to add more graphics on top of it potentially. Mm-hmm. But if you're just pulling from a well edited long form video, you don't have to do any of that stuff. But yeah, the shorts have to, be changing, you know, video, photo right. to keep people people's attention and just the quality stuff.
2: So what's the rule every 5 seconds like changing the frame every 5 seconds to keep their attention? It's probably
1: somewhere right around there. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um so tall wide, I noticed YouTube is filmed all wide, right? Yep. And but now the shorts are tall, so they just cropped in.
1: Yeah, so it depends. I try to zoom it in as much as I can to still show all of the information that's needed. So some videos I'll have to keep the entire thing horizontal. And Mm. then, you know, there's a bunch of black space. And in in the past, what I've done is add another layer, copy and paste the video, expand it in the back and blur it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, like that's going, but then also in the background is going. So it's not just black space. And then I have my logo on all of the videos too. Gotcha. And then I add captions on top. <laughs> you
2: have to have captions, right? uh And are you use, utilizing any tools that help you like create those shorts like instantaneously?
1: So mm-hmm. since you turned me on to Opus Pro, Opus, um, I've been using yeah. that a bit Write for the po- down. for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like editing my long form videos that are not very long, then I just do it all myself because I want it
2: to look a certain way. Yep, yeah, Final Cut Pro. Gotcha. Yep. So Final Cut can edit those tall videos as well as the wide.
1: Yeah, when well. you're creating a new file, you can just adjust the dimensions of the video. Hmm. So you could, there's a setting for vertical. Oh. Just click vertical, and then it's ready to go.
2: It's a pain in the neck in Premiere. Is it? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, Final Cut Pro is super user-friendly. Yeah. So it's I, really I, easy to use.
2: So we had a, a real estate agent in here yesterday, and we were talking about video editing. She has zero experience in video editing, and I showed her CapCut. CapCut has a like a desktop app, and it's I'm telling you, like it's super robust. Uh, yeah. Like it's it's become my editor of choice after, of course, Premiere. But just because there's there's so many like easy integrations, and it's it's just super user friendly. So that's I kind of recommend like if you're gonna get started doing this kind of stuff, start small, go easy, learn a little bit of editing. Now, what if somebody wants to take it to a whole different level and they're like, okay, I, I have a 10 minute video and I have all this video and I don't want to edit it. What's the options for that?
1: Then yeah, that's where you'd go to Fiverr. That's really the, the only one that I know of. Hire ha- a
2: VA, basically?
1: Yeah, virtual assistant. I haven't hired anyone to do any editing. I've done everything myself. But um, yeah, if you are not if you don't know where to start, if you're not into technology, you can just set up your camera, talk into a quality mic, send it off somewhere, mm-hmm show them an example of a video that you want yours to look like, and then they'll do it for you.
0: Yeah, I want to take it back to just a question I was going to ask earlier, but throughout the process of growing and kind of in the beginning, were there moments where you felt like it wasn't worth your time or this wasn't working or I mean, or was like, you know, 10 new subscribers that you woke up to that day Did that keep it going pretty consistently?
1: Yeah, there's definitely times to where it was frustrating like as I mentioned to where you spend all these hours making a quality video and then it doesn't do what you were hoping that it would do. But then you spend like an hour making a video just on a trending topic Mm -hmm. and it gets tens of thousands of views in in like a day or two. It's like, okay, this is just, doesn't really make sense, but it makes sense when you think about it. But it's like, I'm trying to make it also so that I can create the videos that I want to and have the, follower base to where all my videos are getting all those views right so but yeah it can be discouraging for sure it's just a matter of sticking with it
2: did you do ads have you run ads on youtube only recently yeah
1: in the past couple months i think i've put like 500 bucks towards it and i've gotten a few hundred subscribers from doing that okay but it's like i was telling you on my michael Penix jr player profile put $75 towards running an ad and has like over 200,000 impressions and like 85 subscribers from that so I'm not sure
2: that's insane
1: so 200,000 people at least scrolled past my ad
2: right that's insane that's so cheap right and then comparing it to Google ads it's like you can't buy exposure like that YouTube ads is where it's at I think so monetization wise because I think a lot of people don't realize that Anybody can make money on YouTube. How mm-hmm. many followers do you have to have to monetize now? I
1: think they reduced it. A thousand? Yeah, when I was getting monetized, it was a 1,000 okay. subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, which is the tougher metric.
2: So what's monetization on YouTube? Just for those that don't know what monetization Yeah,
1: so basically when you're on YouTube and um, whether you're you have a premium account or a free account, so premium accounts avoid the ads, but I also get paid based off of the premium accounts that watch my video. Yep. But um, basically monetization is any ad that's put on my video, I get a certain percentage. There's a CPM, I think is what it's called.
2: Yep, cost per thousand.
1: Yeah, so depending on your, your channel, your videos, how many views it's getting, the more views you get, the more ads are run on your video, the more that you can make from that.
2: Okay, and, and you're monetizing. Mm-hmm. How long have you been monetizing now?
1: Uh, it was like October last year, Really, so a little over a year. Okay. And Quick. So I got monetized in like nine months or I hit, hit a thousand subscribers in nine months.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: And then I, what, what's crazy is I hit a thousand subscribers in nine months. I hit my second thousand subscribers in like three months. And then at one point, relatively recently, I think I went from like four to five in like a few weeks.
2: Just because you had a couple of videos just blow up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. it can, you never know when it's going to take off, but you know, it can take off at any point. Are you doing ads now? I'm not right now. Okay. I think I'm just going to let it grow organically for a bit and see how it goes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so, and you're, so you're monetizing now. So every video that gets views from this point forward, you're getting paid.
1: Yep. <laughs> might be less than minimum minimum wage, but it's something.
2: <laughs> hey, it pays for camera equipment, it pays for additional microphones, it feeds your passion right um, you know and like I look back on this like if you look back five years and you can look at these videos from five years ago and like, oh, I remember when I was at mm-hmm. 3,000 and now you're at thirty thousand. and uh, that's the way I look at it. Just-
1: and I'm also trying to make one-off videos, you know like videos that I watched before I started a YouTube channel or when I was first starting out like, how much money do you make on YouTube? Or um, like different various tips on YouTube. Because yeah. I made a video when I hit my first year of monetization. Mm. It's like how much I made being monetized for a year with 7,000 sub- subscribers. Right. And so that's a separate video to where people might be able to find me while not looking for sports, but they're interested in that information. And at the beginning of the video, I'm like, hey, if you're new to the channel, I talk all these sports. Make sure to subscribe. Mm-hmm. But today I'm going to talk about monetization. So, okay,
2: is it all baseball? No,
1: it's uh, so now I'm branching out into different sports. So yeah, I've been doing football for a couple months. Um, I've done three player, player profiles. I'm doing the weekly podcast with Will, mm-hmm. and I mean, you look at the the Instagram accounts for the NFL and MLB, and the NFL's following is. 3x what MLB is Mm -hmm. so if I at some point you know pivot hard into that with and that's where I need help at some point to bring on other people but there's a huge market for football you said you've been
0: doing football for a couple months yeah and you already interviewed Seahawks offensive linemen yeah
1: (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) and I have some crazy stuff coming for baseball that's yeah gonna take it to the stratosphere I think that's awesome right yeah I'm gonna be over 10,000 and like, two months.
2: But yeah. but now you're credentialed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're on the field interviewing players. And
1: and what I always say is, like, look back to where, where you were a year ago. Because, mm-hmm. like, a year, a year ago, I didn't have any connections within the Mariners. Yeah. And now I'm at this point to where I'm having the Mariners pitching coach on my podcast next week. And he's like, anything you need help with, let me know. Which means I'm going to get all of the pitchers or all the ones that I want to talk to on the podcast this off season.
0: That's my goal.
2: That's, that's awesome.
0: Do you ever ask any of them if if they'll accept like a Instagram collaboration when you post something?
1: I haven't. Um, so I interviewed, I interviewed one of the Mariners draft picks from 2023. I interviewed him last week and I just tagged him, you know, on the couple of reels that I posted following up after that. And he put it on his story and stuff. Nice. I haven't asked about collaboration yet.
0: I Probably should. Yeah. I mean, get a big name. Yeah. A couple of big names on there. Start 500,000 followers. Yeah. Start monetizing or yeah, on Insta now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I need to figure out how to monetize on those easy. things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You just get a creator. It's creator account. Yeah. Okay. You turn your Facebook into a creator account too, and then you can monetize on the reels that are on Instagram and Facebook. It's That'd pretty be nice. It's pretty easy. I,
1: think then, I
0: thought your Facebook was a creator account.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I don't think I'm getting monetized on any of those yet. I'm also yeah. curious with t- TikTok monetization, what that looks like. Okay, but
2: pretty similar. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't monetize on TikTok. I haven't yeah. focused on TikTok.
1: I have like close <laughs> to seven thousand on TikTok, but I mean, yeah, that's a platform to where you could blow up in a heartbeat. From what's your outcome. highest
0: viewed TikTok
1: at this point? It's like one point four. Er, yeah, one point four million.
2: TikTok or YouTube?
1: TikTok. Okay. And then also an Instagram reel did the same. The exact same video, the short that I made, um, did the same on TikTok and Instagram reels.
0: That's crazy. Usually it's not
1: like
2: that. Is it because of something that was trending at the time? Yeah, I
1: mean, the guy, the video I made, the guy threw the fastest pitch in college baseball history. And so that's pretty big. Yeah.
2: Um, What was it?
1: So Ben Joyce... He's a pitcher for the Angels now, but I made a video about him. Yeah, throwing the fastest pitch, which is 105.5,
0: wow. which is, I mean, good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. But oh man, so what would you say? I mean, I know you meet with a lot of realtors interested in starting YouTube or having a starting place or doing something because they know they need to do it. They feel behind what's some of that advice you typically give? I mean, outside of anything that you haven't already discussed today about, you know, thumbnails and all that sorts of stuff. But,
1: well, I mean, anyone that's listening to this, that's interested in starting a YouTube channel or anything, social media, reach out to me. I'd be happy to meet. That's something that I want to help more people with, but I don't know if it's because people are seeing what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but no one's reaching out to ask. So, I mean, I mean, the, the advice that I would give is to just get started, start somewhere, reach out to me. If you have any questions, I could help guide you. T- if you don't know how to s- set up a camera or to, if you're wanting to stream, do whatever, I could help mm-hmm. guide you down that path. But yeah, yeah, just get started.
0: Get started. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like probably make sure that they're committed to actually doing it more than three or four times because then it's probably not even worth it. Yeah. So <laughs> what, not worth what's, starting.
2: what's your video cadence right now? I don't have a
1: a a cadence. I mean, yeah, it's like kind of whenever I have a topic that comes to mind that I am motivated to make a video on, I make a video and that just happens to be a couple of week and you know, I'm doing the the weekly podcast Tuesday evenings. And then now I've been chopping that up into different long form videos. Mm -hmm. So like the hour long podcast, I now have, you know, we have segments to where it's like 10 minutes talking about just the Pac-12 championship and then talking about the Heisman race. And those could be separate videos. Yeah. And then I just make a custom thumbnail for each of those, pulling from the podcast.
2: So you're picking really trendy topics. Like the Pac-12 championship is Saturday. Yep. So if you did a video today, people are searching Pac-12 championship and exactly. looking for information. Mm-hmm. And then after maybe a couple of days after, they're still talking about it. Too. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, how many videos, like long forms, have you actually done up to this point? Long forms? It's over...
1: It's approaching like 150, okay, something like that. But total videos that I posted is like 670, whoo, including shorts, and yeah. all that, okay, and podcasts and everything. Wow,
2: that's that's a significant amount of time. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah,
1: I mean, it's like a second full-time job, basically. It's, yeah, <laughs> I'm either making a video, or I'm researching something, or learning something all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: I know. I think if I was a real estate agent and I wanted to get into YouTube, like having somebody like you come along with the knowledge that you already have of, you know, what works, what doesn't work, the algorithm, uh, where to start the cameras, the equipment, like everything, like this is information is like invaluable.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you lower that stupid tax, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and this That's is all bad. information that I learned off of YouTube, mm-hmm. just listening to it and researching it for two years now. Mm-hmm. And like the other day I was listening to a video of one of the like CEOs of Google or of YouTube. And there was a big podcast creator channel that was just interviewing him for like an hour, asking him about YouTube, the algorithm, where things are heading, different tips that he would give so that's all extremely valuable information and it's all out there to to
2: look at well yeah. more importantly, you've learned by doing it mm-hmm. you know like you came from literally no experience on YouTube, and in two years you're monetizing you have three thousand followers you're credentialed. <laughs> At the mariners the major league level yeah it's like crazy like that's astounding yeah
0: but i mean i think one of the cool things too is like i feel like a lot of times when people are thinking youtube you know they make the video they post it and that's where it starts and, and finishes yeah. you're out there hustling to distribute it in other areas you're working connections actively to get more quality high level elite interviews that will naturally make your next video more more viewed right so like I mean, 670 videos all that time, but then also the time of just at, like actually going out and working the connections and everything. I feel like a lot of people probably don't do that. Yeah, it's a grind, but you stick with it. Eventually
1: it'll start to pay dividends. And yeah, I mean, the credentials, just being able to go to games for free, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> I'd be, I'd Sitting in the on press the box, like walking, Yeah, you know, walking past the general manager of the Mariners and of... Uh, Dave Sims and like all these Aaron Goldsmith, the people that are the color commentators of the TV station, like we're going to bat into the same bathroom is like yeah I mean it's yeah.
2: weird. Is this how Barstool Sports kind of started too in a way?
1: I want to say so, and that's honestly my long term goal is to you know there's Barstool Sports and John Boy Media. I would say are the two companies that are independent sports media companies that are now. They're, we're essentially, they're essentially competitors with ESPN. Yeah. There's like all the mainstream, which is ESPN, cable television. And then there's all the independent companies. And those are the really two that stand out. Um, Barstool is Boston and then John boy is New York. And so couch GM is going to be West coast. There so you. cool. My goal is to have a, I'm putting it out there. My goal is to have a, uh, like warehouse. That's just like a sports you know, thing to where uh, we have podcast setups offices to create videos and all that. And then beer and then also like batting cages and stuff. So professional guys could come in and we could just record them, like throwing a bullpen or something. There you go. Just all this crazy stuff,
2: put a mic on them while they're trying to hit a 105 mile an hour fastball.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Make some cool content.
2: That would be cool. Yeah, that That would be sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm amazed. Like, that's why I wanted him on. I was like, we got to do a podcast yeah. with Couch GM, man. Get it on here and like tell your story and like what's happened. And you're kind of, in, to tell you what, in 10 years when you have that warehouse, you're going to look back on this video and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember when I was a little time like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's like people ask me where it's going. And I'm like, I don't know exactly, but I don't see this as like a, you know, where am I going to be in a year? It's like, five to 10 year thing, just keep at it. If I've gone this far in a year, imagine five times that it's really Mm -hmm. ridiculous.
2: Somebody will buy it for 500 million and then you can buy it back for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 That's
0: great to me. (laughs) Sounds like a good business plan to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, any last, uh,
2: yeah. Any, any last words?
1: Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. If you do have any questions out there, you're looking to start a YouTube channel. Feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to help, in any way. So,
2: where can they find you?
1: At the Couch GM
2: on on like every <laughs> there's Couch yeah. GM on everything,
1: huh? At the Couch GM on everything, um, or Leonard Connor Webb on Instagram.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. do loans too. Yeah, I do loans right. on the side. <laughs> yeah, but what, I do have one last question. Has has any of this YouTube stuff helped you build your network and, and, and get customers and clients?
1: I haven't gotten any deals specifically from the Couch GM, but I know that long-term, this is it's like I'm working into these bigger spheres. And then if I can work with mm-hmm. baseball players that I now know that know I like, can trust me and, hey, I also do mortgages. Right. And they also have their sphere of people that are... Yep at some point I'm going to tap into that, but I haven't put the energy to try to, you know, harvest that yet. I am glad you brought that
0: up. Well, just cause I, I do feel like whether you're in real estate or, or you're a lender, our first thought oftentimes is to make content around what could get us business right now, but it's not necessarily the content that's actually entertaining like sports stuff or stuff based around hobbies. Obviously people are interested in looking at houses when they're looking for houses or learning about interest rates when it's applicable to them. But most people aren't, making a move right this second. So I just think it's cool. And I think some of the most successful people I've seen on both sides, leveraging YouTube, they're making the content around their passion first and then figuring out ways that that can also benefit their business.
2: Well, people do business with those that they know, like, and trust, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have something that's in common and you know them and you like them, it's only a matter of time before you meet somebody and they'll be like, dude, I've been watching your videos for like two years and now they're ready to buy a house. Right?
1: Right. And so, I have had uh, one realtor from up north reach out to me over Instagram, this is like six months ago, and he was like, hey, um, just want to reach out, like not salesy or anything like that, blah, 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 love your stuff, all this, and uh, I'm, I'm a realtor up north, blah, 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 he didn't know anything that I was in loans or anything. Hmm. And then I responded, I was like, oh, funny you say, because I'm in mortgages, so then we ended like, up crap. connecting, and yeah,
2: <laughs> now he's gonna sell me all the time. <laughs>
1: no. um yeah. So that could be a solid connection and I didn't do anything for that. So yeah.
2: yeah, just natural.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, wrap it up. That's it. Yeah. Good to go. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being Cue on the outro. We'll do this. <laughs> we'll do this again in a year when he's got like 50,000. We'll followers. do it in my warehouse. How about and that? he's credentialed <laughs> at the Seahawks and we can go up and hang with the Seahawks and party with DK. Yeah. 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 yeah right. P. Carroll. <laughs> Yeah. Bring him some will. gum. I don't think Pete Carroll will be there next year. No. <laughs> Just saying. <We'll> see. Yeah. <laughs> All he right. might not be there after tonight.
0: Wow. Peace out.